Welcome to this week's edition of Flashback Friday, your opportunity to get some good review by listening to episodes from the past that Jason has handpicked to help you today in the present and propel you into the future. Enjoy. Welcome to Creating Wealth with Jason Hartman. During this program, Jason is going to tell you some really exciting things that you probably haven't thought of before and a new slant on investing. Fresh new approaches to America's best investment that will enable you to create more wealth and happiness than you ever thought possible. Jason is a genuine, self-made, multi-millionaire who not only talks the talk, but walks the walk. He's been a successful investor for 20 years and currently owns properties in 11 states and 17 cities. This program will help you follow in Jason's footsteps on the road to financial freedom. You really can do it. And now, here's your host, Jason Hartman, with the complete solution for real estate investors. This is Jason Hartman. Thank you for listening to another edition of Creating Wealth. We've got an exciting show for you today, but before we get into it, I wanted to just mention a few things. Number one, be sure to join us for some of our live events. We've got tremendous live events and also our conference calls if you're not located nearby. Tune into our conference calls. These are all posted at jasonhartman.com. Conference calls are no charge. Nominal fee for live events just to cover costs, food, meals, and so forth. We've got a conference call coming up very soon, so check the website for that and join us. Also, our financial planning seminar, Fatten Your Golden Goose, is coming up on June 4th. And then we've got our GoZone seminar on June 10th. Our poker tournament, which is a charity fundraiser for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. By the way, we would very much appreciate your support, and we do appreciate your support. Several of our clients have donated. Thank you very much for doing that, and anyone who hasn't yet, just go to the website. You can do it right online. just takes a couple of minutes. It's, of course, tax deductible. But our charity poker tournament for that is Saturday, June 14th. It's almost full. And then we've got, of course, Creating Wealth the same day, and that's on June 14th as well, Saturday during the day. Poker tournament is in the evening. All right. I wanted to share with you a radio interview from Friday because it is timely what is being discussed on here. So I wanted to share that with you right away. And also, thank you all so much for sharing your questions. We really love to answer your questions. So go to jasonhartman.com, click on the Ask Jason button and you can ask your questions in great detail there, and we will be answering a few of those questions on this show. So let's listen in. Hey, I almost forgot about our Friday music. There it is. Wow. That's how long I've been gone. I forgot about the Friday music. Thank you guys for remembering it there. Control. I'm glad somebody remembers what's going on around here. Uh, and this is a very, very important day because money, money, money has been a huge issue right next to the political news. It's been issue number one. In fact, CNN 
came up with a brand new program uh, over the last few months called Issue Number One, all about the economy, because everybody is concerned about the economy, about gas prices, about inflation, about food prices, about the value of their homes and where it's all headed and all the economic stuff that's been in the news. And are we in a recession? Or are we going to be in a recession? And as you may know, if you've been listening to the Al Rantel Show over the years, uh, Jason Hartman is our financial maven, as they say in China. You we have had $446 billion in adjustable rate loan resets. Wow. I mean, wow. <laughs> Lots yeah, and, and I remember one of the things you said on the show was, on the last show we did together, was that inflation was a lot worse. Do you remember that? Than anybody was could tell by the government figures. And now and, suddenly it's all you hear about in the news. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, I knew it because I told you I was going to the grocery store and just buying things. And I kept saying to myself, you know, especially with things like food and now, of course, with gasoline at $4 a gallon, I kept saying to myself, what in the world is going on with prices? I mean, a loaf of bread is like, you know, 3 $4. Something's going on here. It, it, it really is, Al. You know, in the past year, sugar prices are up 27%. You know, a lot of this is the ethanol issue. It's not just monetary inflation, but a big part of it is monetary inflation as well as the ethanol issue. Corn prices are up 67%. Wheat is up 73%. I mean, it's like the same house of cards that the subprime mortgage debacle has been about. You can hide it for a while, but eventually the truth must come out and it must show. And, and that's what we're seeing in the inflation numbers right now. Now, you told me that you believe that lots more inflation is on the way. Can you elaborate on that? I definitely do think a lot more inflation is on the way. There are many reasons for it. Number one reason is the way that the Federal Reserve System operates in this country. It is to some extent a big Ponzi scheme, frankly, and, uh, and, and that can't go on forever. You know, you can't just keep making money to pay for government programs for our politicians to buy votes from people, which, uh, you know, we'll talk about politics hopefully during, yeah, during but, this call. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you can't keep printing money and have the value stay the same of a dollar. So the value of the dollar is declining. You've got massive increased tectonic shift in global consumption and global prosperity. Now, explain what you mean by that. Well, never before in human history have we had this India and China effect. And, and you know, it's not just India and China. That's who gets sort of all the PR. But there are a lot of other countries, most notably Brazil. Brazil is a country that is going to build something like 9 million new homes or something. You know, don't quote me on the number, Al, but it's a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. It they're, is they're, they're having a boom. Massive they, boom going right, on. Right, yeah. And, uh, and what does that do? And what does that? What does that mean for us since we're thousands of miles away? What it means is consumption. I mean, you look at these horrific earthquakes in China too. That just means more consumption of all the raw materials to rebuild. Right. You know, yesterday was the beginning of hurricane season. Oh. You know, when when Katrina happened a few years ago, that was massive additional consumption of all of these raw ingredients, all of the commodities to build houses, to build office buildings and to rebuild things and uh it's just going up and up you know there may be short term down downturns in these uh, building material costs but the overall trend out is way up in my opinion right now you're going to stay with me cuz well eventually we're going to get to questions from the audience and eventually we're going to get to you know how the investor protects themselves given the cards that are on the table right now we're going to get to that but I just want to ask you uh in the last 6 months you've witnessed What's gone on in this? Uh, well, I think you were the one that called uh, them on my show liar loans, 
where yeah. people were given loans. Remember that people right. were given loans for homes that they obviously could not afford, and they do you know with no documents and all this kind of stuff. And where are we now? Because there is no national real estate market, as you've taught me before. Every market is different. But where are we now in this whole subprime mortgage mess? And is there more to come? Well, there is more to come, but we are largely through a lot of it. Um, you know, last month, Al, in a, uh, or I'm sorry, in April, uh, which is the last tabulated month, uh, foreclosures in California were just over 64,000 new foreclosure filings. And in Florida, about 35,000, and, and those are the two leading states. And then you go down from there. But what, what's happening here is you've got this sort of hidden foreclosure issue and here's what it is banks really don't want to foreclose on properties because of the way their accounting works and what we're seeing banks do which is seldom talked about in the media is actually intentionally postpone foreclosure or approach the foreclosure process from a different angle known as a judicial foreclosure rather than a statutory foreclosure which is a slower process so that they don't have to put these properties back on their books so quickly. So there are a lot more foreclosures coming. I mean, we're going to see a huge additional waves of it. But it seems to me, and this is just sort of an impression rather than a, a, a data-oriented uh, opinion, but it seems to me that now everybody has become skeptical of the credit markets. Everybody right. has become skeptical of these crooks on Wall Street that are doing this bogus accounting methodology to cook the books, essentially. And people are cautious now, and they're aware. And so I think the best analogy I heard, which I do agree with, was some commentator somewhere said, you know, if this were a baseball game, we're in the fifth inning. And I kind of agree with that. I, I think we're we're largely through this. There, there's a lot more effect to come from it, but it seems that it's somewhat known now as to, as to what we're really in here. Is there going to be a recession? I think we're in a recession. <laughs> you know, like, well, I mean, because, because uh, you know, the, the first quarter economic growth came out, and it was 0.9% increase yesterday, so I assumed that, that that means we're technically not in a recession. You know, those numbers are manipulated, frankly, and mm. I don't trust them. I just know that in my life, our business is a little bit slower. It's still pretty good. but it's oh, Everybody I talk to says that. Every, yeah, everybody's coming back. Everybody I talk to is yeah. just complaining like crazy. So, you know, right. if you ask me, we're in a recession. Right, I'll tell you what, when we come back, I want to get more into uh, your thoughts on what does the average person do and it's, you know, the investor doing a situation that we find ourselves in now, given the, you know, the, set, the, the way we just set the table here just now. And also, maybe you can give people some input on what the real estate market is like and where it's headed right here in Southern California, because, like I said, there is no national real estate market. They're all different. Right. Jason Hartman is our guest. He has always been our financial guru here. The real estate market situation. People have seen the value of their homes, depending on what country you live in, what country, what part of the country you live in, um, drop dramatically. And uh, so people don't know whether to buy, whether to sell, whether to wait, whether to hold, whether they're going to be uh, underwater. What, what's the story? And can you zoom in on Southern California, too? 
Yeah, good question. You know, in terms of Southern California, I was uh, I was criticized a lot for the last three years or so about being too pessimistic about the California market or the Southern California market in particular, saying that, you know, I thought when this all ended we would be about 25% off the peak in terms of our prices. Prices would drop by that much. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of updating my, my predictions as we go along, and I, I'm actually getting a little more pessimistic. I hate to say that. Uh, I think I think we we know what's coming at us now. As I mentioned before the commercial break, but I really think Al, we're going to see another ten, maybe fifteen percent of a decline. And wow. I, just, I I wish it weren't true, but I I just don't think there's real good news on the horizon. You mean over you mean over the next year? Uh, yeah, about the next year, maybe even year and a half. I, I think things could start to get better by next summer, you know, a, a year away. Uh, but it, there's just a lot of foreclosures in the pipe that haven't hit the market yet. And in terms of the adjustable rate resets, though, there is some good news about that. You know, we're largely through the worst of that. March was really the worst month with about $110 billion of adjustable rate loans resetting. And, and that number is declining. You know, this month in June, we're only going to see about 75 billion. Next month, about 50 billion. So it's healing, but there's a lot of pain still in that pipeline that needs to be dealt with. I know, but when there's pain for some, there's pleasure for others. And you still, you still believe that real estate can be where it's at if you know what you're doing. Yeah, you know, well, I almost don't even want to call it real estate because our investment philosophy here at Platinum Properties Investor Network is one of really not investing in real estate. And I know that may sound funny because we are a real estate investment firm, but we really invest in areas around the country in 37 markets around the U.S. with very low, low land values. So, you, you know, you call them real estate, but only a small percentage of what we buy is actually real estate. The rest is building materials. And as we talked before the break, building materials are what we're really buying. That's really the investment. So that would be like concrete and copper and glass and steel and lumber, right, all that stuff. You got it. You got it. And those prices are headed nowhere but up over the long haul, in our opinion. I mean, you know, I, I just don't think there's any other case against that. So we invest in those, and what we do is by putting the real estate label on it, we get really, really desirable financing, and we get really, really desirable tax benefits. And we get another really, really desirable thing called a tenant who pays the financing for us. So it's just the perfect equation, and right now in the markets around the country, it's the perfect storm because of all the negative media news about real estate, you know, it's an imperfect market, and there are little pockets of opportunity in so many places. If you look in the southeastern United States or the mid-Atlantic portion of the U.S., I mean, there are just some phenomenal markets. And, and you know, Al, uh, just a few days ago, that Case-Shiller Index came out that showed all of this depreciation in, in the 20 major metro areas. Yeah, right. I saw that. that right, I think it was 19 of the top 20. Right. Down. And, and uh, you know, I largely agree with that. But what it doesn't tell you is it didn't talk about the 360 other markets. <laughs> so, you know, it's a it's a total snapshot, and the country is so large and diverse that right. So in other words, if you're in Alabama or Mississippi or North Carolina, it could be totally different than if you're in uh, some Las Vegas. Yes, absolutely. And, and you know what? I, I'll even say Las Vegas is starting to look a little more attractive. It's not. It's not at the bottom yet, but 
it's getting attractive. We're starting to pay attention to some of these old markets we've been ignoring for the past few years. And how does how does inflation help an investor? Well, I think inflation is really one of the most wonderful assets to an investor because what it does is it inflates your rental prices. It devalues the dollar. It devalues the loans you owe on your properties. And this is the big hidden wealth creator, Al, is that so many people that bought real estate and rented it out, you know, in the in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s where we had much higher inflation rates than the government will ever admit. But, you know, even at, at low inflation rates, it still helps you. What really happened, what really created their wealth was the decline in the value of the mortgages they owed on those properties. So it behooves an investor to use as much financing as possible because when you pay it back, you pay it back in cheaper dollars. I remember when I was a kid, I used to watch this cartoon, Popeye. And Popeye oh, me too. Yeah, yeah, Popeye's buddy. I can't wait to hear what Popeye has to do with inflation, but go ahead. <laughs> well, Wimpy, Wimpy's famous line, that was Popeye's buddy, and he used yeah. to say, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> right, because because the money is worth less tomorrow than it is now. Wimpy can teach us a lot about inflation. That's really the rule right there. So the rule is you don't, you when you buy something, you buy it with as much borrowed money as you can? Absolutely. what I'm getting? Yes, and you buy a set of commodities, those building materials, that have a lot of appreciation coming to them. Well, the debt against the asset is depreciating. So you're winning two ways. And in real estate, we don't pay our own debts. Our tenants do. So it's just a perfect storm. It's a perfect equation. And right. no other investment has those type of characteristics. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, there's a lot of questions about the economic situation that we find ourselves in. We've talked about a lot of it in the last couple of segments. But I want to leave the very last segment, which is only, uh, you know, to the quarter hour here, as you know, to our listeners, Jason. Would you be willing to answer their questions? Absolutely. Love I would to just, talk to them. Yeah, I would just ask them to keep the question right as brief as you can so we can get to as many people as possible. We're talking about all the economic news with Jason Hartman. Glad to have him back. Jason, i got to get a couple of callers in because I promised and we're going to run out of time. Gary, you're on KBC with Al. Hi, Al. Welcome back. Glad you're doing well. I am. Thank you. Um, Jason, I was at a meeting yesterday and a mortgage uh, uh, woman uh, told me that big institutions like WAMU and Wells Fargo um, are so backed up with their foreclosures that people have been living in their houses virtually rent-free for about a year, and she said she thought it would take them another year to even get ar getting around to serving them. Uh, so is that is that why you base your figures on another 10 to 15 percent drop in uh, uh, value because it's going to take so long to clear up this mess? Yeah, it is, Gary, and that's a, that's a great question. We alluded to that earlier in the talk today, and there are just a ton of foreclosures sitting in the pipeline. I mean, I couldn't even give you the numbers because, really, it's kind of like the subprime collateralized debt obligation issue. You know, nobody knows exactly, and the banks are slow to foreclose, and, and people that are living in homes they could never really afford in the first place are really getting the benefit of it, frankly, because I saw this happen in the 90s where people were sitting in their house for, you know, nine months, 13 months, no payment. Even worse sometimes for the banks is uh, occasionally they would be renting their property out. They'd be collecting rent without paying the mortgage. Oh, really my God. Deal. Yeah. You're talking about double dipping. Yeah. <clears throat> Not yeah, but, paying but, the mortgage and collecting rent. I know, what but, do you, but what do I sign up for that deal? 
These are all the quote-unquote victims, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, the, they're the, getting the, a free ride. It's pretty Gary, nice, really. Gary, that was a great question. Thank you. Kathleen, you're on KABC with Alan, Jason Hartman. Al, it's so good to hear your voice. Oh, thank you. Uh, so I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, I have a, a home loan. It's my primary residence. A million seven fifty is the outstanding balance. We had a teaser rate that's set to reset in February. Uh, right now it's four point two five percent. I know those are crazy rates, but um, we're wondering if we should pay down to a million dollars, get all the tax benefits possible, pay down a million dollars, and get a better rate also for a fixed rate. Um, whatever's available at the time we do it before the February uh, change. Well, we do recommend getting fixed-rate loans in the properties. Are you going to stay and live in that home indefinitely? Yes, we are. You're going to stay there. Okay. I, I would recommend getting a fixed-rate mortgage. I just think it's a it's a prudent idea. I don't like the idea of paying down your mortgage if you can refinance without having to pay it down. I would keep as much debt on the property as possible and as much money in the bank as possible or use that money to invest elsewhere. But putting equity into a property is never a good deal. So, so, uh, so basically free up the money so I can buy some of the things that are people are, are getting foreclosed on. <laughs> yes, there are some good opportunities, but don't buy them in California yet. <laughs> okay. okay. Hi, Kathleen. Great question. <clears throat> Susie, you're on KABC with Al. Yes, hi. Thank you. First of all, I'd like to say being a cancer survivor, I'm especially excited to know that you're oh. doing so well and that you're back. So thank you, so and God bless you. you back. Thank, <clears throat> thank you. Thank you, thank you. Now, my question is, uh, it's just a brief one, but I've not heard it addressed before. Um, I'm curious how the depreciation in the value of real estate here in Southern California relates to uh, income property. I happen to have a property with three homes on it. And I'm curious what the impact is on uh, that type of real estate. Well, now there are two depreciations to talk about when it comes to real estate. There's an actual decline in value going on. That's the bad kind. And there's a tax depreciation on investment properties. That's the good kind of depreciation. It's actually a tax benefit. So I assume you're talking about a decline in value. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Okay. Generally speaking, and I've got to really paint with a very broad brush here, the income properties in Southern California are in largely the same boat as the residential housing in Southern California with a little bit of a time lag. So, you know, this is just a a, a triplex, essentially three homes on it. Uh, and, And my assumption would be that that would be in the same type of situation that any other single-family home is in. Uh, commercial properties, larger commercial properties locally, are just have been starting, but they started to feel it later, the effect of the decline in, in the market. And uh, generally speaking, it's about an 18-month lag time between the residential and the larger commercial-type investment properties, you know, apartment, larger apartment right. building, shopping centers, that kind of stuff, offices. Susie, Susie, thank you so much, and uh, wow. Jason, that time went by. You know, I, I just love how smart Jason is. I can listen to smart people talk all day long, and Jason is one of them uh, on the top of the list. So, Jason, thank you for your time, and Thanks thank for you for everything me, else you've done. And people can find you at jasonhartman.com. And we'll talk again soon. And again, my, my thanks to you. I appreciate all of you going to the jasonhartman.com website and filling out the Ask Jason portion of the website. Ask all your questions. We love to hear from you listeners and answer all of your questions on the Creating Wealth show on the air on the next show most of the time. So, Laura, we have two questions this week, right? Yes, we do. 
Let's start with Ben Smithers, who's referring to our show number 55. He comments, in this podcast, you stated that equity and properties are constantly eroded by inflation. I don't believe that's true. Inflation is actually a key part of what creates equity. Mortgage paydown, inflation, and demand growth are all key components to equity creation. Property and other hard assets are hedges against inflation, mainly because they hold stable in value as currency devalues. So I actually see inflation as my friend. As the value of the dollar is eroded by inflation, my houses appreciate, the dollars I've borrowed decrease in value, and my equity position goes up. I fully agree, though that we need to harvest the equity periodically to put it to productive use and to keep the multiplier effect maximized. I love your podcast, and I particularly enjoyed this one. It gave me some ideas for maximizing my long-term profits. Thanks, Ben. Okay, Ben, that's a great question. Thank you so much for asking. And, you know, we just appreciate these questions because as one person asked, like Ben did, so many of you are probably thinking the same thing. Ben, your question is mostly correct. There's just one minor distinction that you're missing, so I want to bring that to your attention. You are right that assets including real estate, and the commodities that build the properties, the building materials, are a great hedge against inflation. And the debt declines in value due to inflation. Here is the distinction that we're not seeing, though. So let's make sure we see it. Thank you for listening to the Creating Wealth Show. This is Jason Hartman, your host, and we appreciate you following the show. We have many, many episodes, hundreds of episodes, and some of the older episodes have been archived and placed in our members section, and that applies to this one. So we include a sample that's about 25 minutes long, and then for the rest of the show, you can go to our members section at jasonhartman.com. Many of the other shows are still in their full-length, complete version. However, some of the shows, like this one, are in our members section where you can hear the show in its entirety. And again, you just need to go to jasonhartman.com and you can get the full show there in the members section, plus a whole bunch of other great members, benefits, and resources, whether it be documents, forms, contracts, articles, other video and audio content, just a great resource. So be sure to join as a member at jasonhartman.com. And thanks again for listening to The Creating Wealth Show. This show is produced by the Hartman Media Company, all rights reserved. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please visit www.hartmanmedia.com or email media at hartmanmedia.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own, and the host is acting on behalf of Platinum Properties Investor Network, Inc., exclusively.